Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. It's the ice cream social. Ice cream social. You're going to earlier and earlier. You're going to get earlier he's, and earlier. He's, he's not satisfied with claps. He's got to have lyrics now. <laughs> Welcome to the episode of Matt Manley's Ice Cream Social, Preaching Fun. Sitting across from me, Paul Mattingly. Across from me, it's Mr. Matt Donnelly. And singing awkwardly over the intro song, Jacob the Audio Guy. Jacob the Audio Guy. Oh, He's got his own jingle now. First to the audio guy, you kind of become this co-host and now you have to sing first. Uh, when is it enough for you, Jacob? You constructed some mad evil genius chair. I'll let you know. I'll Jesus. let you know when I get yeah. enough. The Modoc chair was a big the turning Modoc point. The Modoc chair was a big turning point. Yeah. yeah. I finally, I feel like, a, that's where I feel like we've been hoodwinked, Paul. I feel like we are, we work for Jacob. Yeah. We work for that's Jacob. That's all right. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> There's benefits. There's benefits. That's true. Benefits. He did mail out all the shirts. You yeah. know, you've made it when you work for Jacob. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is still that one, that one, one package down there. We haven't gotten, we haven't gotten stuff for it yet. Oh, no. So well, we've got one, one international package. Who is, oh, it's an international out. package. Yeah. Who is it? I forget. Oh, I have it written on there. It'd be really funny just to say their name so they know they're not getting their t-shirts right now. <laughs> Uh, if you live in Australia and I haven't talked to you, yeah. you haven't gotten a t-shirt mailed to you yet. All right, all go. right, all right. That narrows it down. Um, so uh, we have a guest in studio today. Yes. We do. And it is uh, Sam Lemos. I gave you a pregnant pause there, Paul. But uh, oh, I'm, oh, sorry, sorry. I it's been a while. It's been I, a yeah, while. I missed it. It's been a while. Uh, if you said special guest, I would have jumped all over. Oh, okay. We have a special guest in the studio <laughs> oh, with us today. Oh, Jacob! Yay! Yay! Uh, man, man, that felt ugly and weird okay so uh it's okay we're gonna fix it in post it'll be beautiful oh, we have a local music sensation sam lemos yes is here. oh wow thanks guys yeah in the yeah, house yeah, yeah. yeah i'm also a scoop too like a like real deal i've uh, listened to hundreds of hours of your guys oh voices. my annoyed my God, wife i'm sorry with that's terrible blast we owe you and, we yeah. owe you a lot of time just to apologize to my wife apologize. I, I, was gonna say, apologize. I feel i feel bad for sam's wife yeah, apologies exactly. to your wife yeah, yeah 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 we are sorry it's great yeah. to be in this studio i can't believe that paul's Mike Cord is not the one with Captain America crawling on it. Well, Paul I gave me this. That that's yeah, Paul, his yeah I bought these little trinkets for them. Oh, okay. I keep holding out for Star Wars scalers, but they haven't gotten that license yet. So, mm-hmm. yeah. in case you're wondering if Paul didn't have a plan for his mic cord, he does. <laughs> <laughs> do not be concerned. Yeah, yeah. Rest assured, Sam. Paul has a lot of intricate plans for his mic cord. <laughs> I was just wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, I got Captain America on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sam Lemos is here because he's got a new album out. Uh, it's called Hone, H-O-N-E. It's mm-hmm. available at samlemos.com. Yes, right? which, which is a, a mess right now. It'll, it'll be all up next week, but you can come check out the mess right now. If you oh, want. Right. It's, it's all check out the everything. mess. Yeah. Check out the mess. We Working always in progress. We always yeah. say, if you're unprepared, get down to Ice Cream Social. There Check you go, us exactly. out here, and then when you do your real media appearances, you'll be all set. Uh, no, we have a very loyal fan base, so they're going to check you out for sure. Mm-hmm. And then for local people, uh, you're going to be doing a gig. This is the this is the real big plug, right? So June yeah. 16th, you'll be at the Velveteen Rabbit, the Velveteen oh, Rabbit, cool. which is an awesome venue nice. uh, for bands. And so, are you now, inside or outside? I think we're going to do outside. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's cool outside. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it's not. Uh, it is warm outside. <laughs> it is warm. It's hot yeah. as balls. Yeah. Night times, though, in Vegas. Yeah, that's yeah the, no, it's a good time for summer. I do, like, I do like Hot Vegas Nights, which is also the name of your next album, right? It is, Hot yeah, Vegas Nights. Yeah. Uh, it's actually uh, my nickname right now. 
Jacob's Jacob, nickname. Jacob I like an awfully long Vegas nickname. Nice. Like, I'm like, oh, oh, look who just walked in. Hot oh, Vegas Nights. If it is in Hot Vegas Nights. HVN. HVN. It sounds like some sort of. Do not, not shorten my nickname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, Jacob, it sounds, sounds bad. Yeah, Jacob's trying to transfer to college because he gave him too much HVN. Jacob Smith gave me HVN twice. And I still still marry him. Um. So, That's uh, an excellent SJ impression. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sound like this. <laughs> no, it's not me at all. Uh, so, so, Sam, you were the lead singer of a very popular band. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Moksha, for those of you in that circuit. I mean, it's hard because just now, I think music went first, but now everything is its own market. You know what I mean? Like, uh, now, like, the most popular shows on television are only watched by a small amount of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. music were the first people to both... Uh, suffer and reap the benefits of the new media world you're absolutely right yeah yeah you know absolutely. so there's no gigantic stadium bands really anymore I mean, unless, unless they became gigantic back in the 90s when everything was blowing right right right, yeah, right. Yeah, totally, yeah. and then there's then but it's also so much easier to get a smaller audience now you don't need a record company to break you now yeah. to to get an audience so moksha was kind of a very popular band and i was almost going to say the word that you hate which i was going to say jam band okay <laughs> i know you yeah. hate that Term, right? I mean, I don't. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I, I don't mean. I don't think Moksha likes being called the jam band, but I mean, right. they, they jam for sure for long periods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your songs would go for lengths. Yeah, exactly. At a time. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And yep. I got to tell you, I would go to these shows, and uh, the contact high I got from it made it seem. Yeah. <laughs> I had a couple like panic moments on stage where I, I was like, "Oh my god, what's happening to my mind right now?" Like, I, it was just because there was somebody like very close to me. Uh, the audience doing is their sharing. Thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you guys, exactly. I mean, you were living as musicians. You were putting out albums. You know, mm-hmm. you were tour. You're putting tours together you certainly were going through the uh circuit you know i guess you weren't a jam band. you certainly were going through like a barefoot california circuit yeah yeah for a while for sure (laughs) i like that yeah yeah Yeah. um and then you stop i had a bait yeah i had a baby yeah (laughs) and they were touring pretty heavy i mean we were going out for two weeks a month at least okay uh, okay it's a lot and yeah i just couldn't couldn't do it couldn't be doing it doing on the road yeah yeah. I know uh, your your wife and my wife were in Mamma Mia together, mm-hmm. and so I I would I remember the band life because we were used to never seeing you. That was yeah. those that we would <laughs> see. Gone, we yeah. would see your wife, and then we just wouldn't even expect to see you at things because yeah, you were yeah. on the road. You're yeah. living the musician's life. Yeah, why be home when I could be in a van? Yeah, make it yeah, a living. Right? It was so luxurious. <laughs> so <laughs> you have a band. When when is when so. Yeah, when does it hit you that maybe you should not tour with a band? You know, once I found out Luis was pregnant, it, uh, I was still planning on staying in the band. I was going to um, say, yeah, it wasn't like a light switch moment, right? No, no, no. no I think for most, especially for people's first kid, I think you kind of go like, well... And it's also what you were making a living, so I imagine you're like, should I just stop making a living the way I'm making a living? Yeah, it, yeah, it was it was uh, definitely a head trip trying to think about how I was going to switch over to. Some, I mean, I don't, I, I, yeah. I'm a college dropout, like I think. Sure, you know. welcome, <laughs> welcome. Yeah, you two thirds of the club. Are, yeah. You have friends <laughs> yeah. here. Again, <laughs> another reason why we all work for Jake. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, and then you're, you know, and Moksha was a, a popular band. It was a very known. Uh, band, especially yeah. around in Vegas, mm-hmm. it was a, it would seem like you guys were heading towards a very popular place, but then the kid shows up, and then you can't you can't do it, right? Yeah, it just became um, it just became completely evident to me personally that I wouldn't want to be away from my kid for two weeks at a time, especially like in that initial phase where you right, know, it's just uh, 
getting to know each other you know so. you had a really you had an opportunity here to have a yoko moment you could just blamed it all on your wife and then... yeah 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 I, I wanted to stay on tour i was <laughs> i was living the life of a rock and roll star and she she absolutely forbade me to do so so then uh, it basically ruined my life you know I'm, i resent the kid every single day i just look at her, <laughs> <laughs> just, just her. <laughs> i would say that was too well rehearsed my friend yeah. <laughs> um, came a little too naturally <laughs> it is it is <laughs> So now, because you initially for Moksha, you did not uh, initially were not the singer, right? You were the saxophonist. No, I was originally the. I was. I mean, I'm. A, I was originally a saxophonist. Like my whole life, I've been a saxophonist. Um, in and band. Then, we did you do in band, band in band. Yeah, I did marching band. Like I high school, the whole, yeah, high school yeah, marching band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the only place you really pick up sax in this day and age, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that's you, what I. You don't start you don't, in jazz clubs at twelve. If you no. don't, if you don't grow up in New Orleans, it's just yeah. brasses are just lying around. No, yeah. mm-hmm. brass instruments are kind of hard to come by. Did you do like yeah. state that's competitions that's and all that kind of thing? Did you yeah. marching the whole deal? The whole thing, yeah. Flag yeah. girls, the whole nine. Yeah, well, I wasn't a flag girl. But, no, uh, no. <laughs> Paul just slowly narrated you into a porn he wanted to yeah. watch. <laughs> that's the porn I want to be in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul Mattingly is flag girl. Flag girl. Toss that pole. Guess I'm going to play the field, boys. This band can march. It's halftime. This flag can twirl. <laughs> this band's gonna march all over Paul's pussy. Yeah, I tell you, if it's got a flag, I can twirl it, no matter what mm. it's attached to. <laughs> Drill team. Oh. <laughs> that is an awful name of a porn that I would absolutely watch. <laughs> <laughs> if I was, if I was scanning a porn, <laughs> Drill team. I would be like, That's oh, got to exist, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I dated a flag girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Good story, Paul. Yes, Paul's I did. Not was as if it was the greatest achievement. Paul's not the, in my did. life. It, it was, was up like, there. Yeah, I think the whole story was in the <laughs> nod. Like, actually, yeah, it tells a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this person, Paul, did not. Paul thought he understood sex before dating this flag girl. And nope. was Reeducated. That's what. The, that was that nod. Told. I me. got taught about the drill team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you lose your virginity to a flag girl? No. Oh, okay. Who would you lose your virginity to? Some woman. Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you just went into nineties preview, uh, like preview yeah. movie, movie voice. This summer, <laughs> yeah. Paul Mattingly in Drill Team with some woman. Some, some woman. <laughs> Paul Mattingly as Paul. Some woman as, as some, some woman. woman. <laughs> He never knew what hit him. <laughs> Drill team. Um, I didn't realize that you're right that the, the preview voice is not on every preview right now. Yeah. I think yeah. that guy's I think that guy is retired. Uh one of the guys died. Give you a quick he little died. I went to that uh vocal thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul took, voiceover. took a voiceover class. I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna that vocal thing. I'm gonna do yeah. more. I'm I'll, really glad you knew what that was. I'll continue to yeah. translate. Yeah. Uh, but I went to the voiceover class, and one of the things that she made a point of was that that voice is out. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Across the board, advertisers are looking for conversational. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. everybody is turned off to that. Come and come on down to Bob's. Well, as media is, and we should talk about this with Sam, but as media has become more diverse and everywhere, um, Mm -hmm. it becomes less important, right? So that voice is like, holy shit, you won't (laughs) believe this. And I think at this point, you're like, I don't have time for holy shit right now. I don't. I can squeeze in a little bit of holy shit. You no longer believe it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been fed that line enough. Yeah, that's true. You know it's not the case. Well, and I think yeah. the hype thing in movie uh, previews right now is the sub bass. Right. Yeah, like yeah. you hear that in every single. And there was oh, yeah. a, <laughs> I saw a thing on that 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 deep bass thing, there's a level of decibels that are going on underneath that, especially in scary trailers. Yeah. That's even lower than the human ear can perceive. That's for the yeah. butthole, I think. We do, it for. is. Yeah. It truly <laughs> is. We yeah. feel it. And you do you clinch it. It's uh, it, it your, causes a this, natural this summer, discomfort. Your butthole will not believe. <laughs> Drill team. <laughs> it causes a natural discomfort uh, that your brain doesn't automatically perceive. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, you know what I saw the other day? I saw a preview. No, a commercial. Not a preview. I saw a commercial for some freaking dumbass girl cry cry movie. Yeah. I don't some know. Some girl. Some girl. Some woman. <laughs> Somebody's in trouble. Some, <laughs> someone will break her heart. Her friends will not be enough to cheer her up. <laughs> she will Paul. have to evolve. Um, so they used the, the handbag that made my mother cry. They used the green night vision cam that they've I've only seen used in horror movie advertising yeah. to advertise to show women looking at the movie and crying. Oh, oh yuck. Yeah. yeah. Yuck. Yeah, my wife and I were watching it. We were like, "What?" We're like, "I mean, I hate that." When I, ever <laughs> like, I see that green thing, I'm like, "Oh, this is a movie not for me." Yeah. This ever. for sure. This oh, was this like was to the, show women crying. That's the <laughs> like, grossest. That's where you want to flock to. Oh, I couldn't believe it, but I was like, it, "It was like, what is the thinking behind that?" Like, if you're bluffing. Yeah, I've never seen like, that. We're yet, not but bluffing. I'm... This is a cry cry movie. And if you don't think we are, like, look, this is actual people fucking yeah. bawling their eyes out at this fictional woman's pain. Wow. They're probably in the testing phase with that right now. I wonder if it catches on and keeps going. I'm so curious. Yeah, yeah. I'm so curious. As I know, actually, we thought we had Lorene on and she directed Seeking a Friend. And that advertising campaign was unusual and did not work. And that's mm. why you haven't seen it since. But they had, it was like a, they used like behind the scenes footage. So the mm. commercials were Steve Carell talking about playing the role. And Kira Knightley talking about playing the role, and that was the weird advertising campaign they did for it, and and did not work. And uh, I thought it was an interesting. I thought it was a really cool attempt. Sure. To do something interesting, but you know they've started doing a weird thing at, uh, at movie theaters now. I've gone and seen a couple of movies lately, and they have that before the movie starts now. They have a, a star from the movie just come on screen. It's like, hey, I had a really good time making this movie. And you know, a lot of people really worked very hard on it. And uh, now enjoy it. I think hmm. people are more in. I'm, like, I'm here. I bought the ticket. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I think people are more in the process. Or people are more seemingly knowledgeable or think themselves more knowledgeable of the process of things now. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. When you were younger, you didn't, I didn't know what movies were doing well or not well. Right. Whether I want to see them or not. You know, it just was... If it, seemed, if it seemed like a big movie, I'd go to a certain theater. And if it seemed like it was going to be a different kind of movie, I'd look at a different kind of theater. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't... Now you kind of all... We all know about stars signing on to do movies. We all know right. about how a movie does. Well, just think about animation. Yeah. I mean, like when we were kids, you know, you'd, you'd watch a, a Disney animated movie. And it's like, that took animators, you know, a year or two years to create. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes longer. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Some mm-hmm. of those things, those things sometimes were like five, six years in the making. But yeah, you don't appreciate that when you're a kid. And we've got all the behind the scenes stuff now like uh have you heard there's a lot of scuttlebutt on rogue one the uh first standalone star wars they're reshooting a bunch mm-hmm. of it right because it's too dark uh, yeah the disney which... execs are shitting their pants because it's not testing great but who knows uh, you know but yeah it's apparently pretty dark the person and, uh, who was ahead of the curve on the dark thing that the first person i ever heard talk about it was paul mattingly 
Oh yeah. The first person I and I the, the first person I know where you said Paul was the first one I know to rent to get like oh what if we take this character that everyone loves and make it dark which is what we did with every character in the nineties right. yeah and in the two thousands and you were the first person to speak against it and you've been so right the the movies that have moved away from that like Iron Man and Captain America and those things they still have the great action sequences that you would have in a dark movie but in between it, they make it very likable and bright and fun yeah if and, there's uh, no levity yeah then dark doesn't matter although the new Captain America movie kind of dark and angsty is it sam and i were talking about that before you guys got here and yeah, yeah like the new the new one is it's a lot of grown grown-up people superhero billionaire people who are just very angsty is it civil war civil yeah. war but there's a lot of humor in that flick too yeah i guess i forgot about that part i mean that's the thing well that's that's just i don't i don't remember the humor it's also it's the just culmination balanced. of a bunch of movies colliding into one yeah. movie so that's different i think it's balanced but i mean that thing you can't live up to Winter Soldier. That's like the Winter Soldier was a good movie. movie. No, the best superhero. In fact, movie. everyone should just stop making movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just stop. Winter Soldier. We Winter did it. Soldier we did out. it. We got it. Success, everyone. Success. And no, if you're no, playing no. music, Hone came out. Everybody, Hone came. Out. <laughs> Hone. So stop making music. Um, okay. uh, so Sam, you made the album called Hone. What does what does that mean? Oh man. I, um, what does it literally mean? What does it literally like, mean? I don't, don't know the word at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where Matt's coming from. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Not the, you can get into the meaning and whatever the story around it. We don't care about that. Is, <laughs> is that for in Webster's? the dictionary or did you yeah. make it up? That's what <laughs> I want to know. It's a real word. I thought I made that up. Is that a real word? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just took the M off home and then uh, you know, lopped one of its arms off, and that was my plan. Yeah. It's just a typo. Lopped yeah, exactly. It, it was a total off. accident. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I mean no. to hone skills, right? Is to the... hone skills or to hone a blade or something. Yeah, but yeah, to yeah. me, it's, it's a. I don't want to sound too douchey if I get into exactly what it means to me. But... You should also oh, okay. make people curious about your fucking album. So why yeah, don't you yeah. Try? Okay, right. yeah. I would say um, <laughs> I think that every human being is born with a creative ability of some kind. Whether it's you know like ants are born with one thing, they build a hive, or, or a yeah. bees you know maintain a hive, or whatever. Animals have this instinct to have one creative thing that they do. Human beings are creative in a way that can create anything, all mm-hmm. sorts of things, basically. And I think a lot of modern society is designed to short circuit that creative instinct in people for other people's goals, monetary goals. Or, Whoa, or, uh, now you're s- talking. This is a musician, okay. people. <laughs> so basically, it's just a, uh, it's kind of a call to to hone your own blade, basically. And, okay. and uh, uh, you know, like the, the artist as the kind of uh, heroic figure uh, taking their own creativity and, and making mm. something themselves. You I know, like f- it. To, that uh, fulfills oneself. But yes. also, like, not just artists, but I think any human being who can make themselves happy in society today is doing that same thing, you know? Right. Like, uh, or creating a family or just having a life that brings you joy or whatever. You know? Awesome. So. People who put out three podcasts a week, I don't know what you're talking there you about. Go. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, so... Uh, you leave Moksha, you have a kid, you raise a kid. You were even technically historically back in the day, you were reluctant to become a singer, more of a musician. Initially, yeah. you, were, you were not sure whether you want to even be a, a lead singer of a band. Yeah, well, like I said, I was a saxophone days. player. I didn't start singing until I was yeah. 20 years old. Um, and, right. and I had a lot of bad singing performance. I mean, I've like sang bad in front of people. Right. I, I definitely and you're like, married went to trial a, by fire. Uh, to, a, to a trained musical theater actor. So I imagine yeah, yeah. that... The criticism came hard and oh, fast. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, I, I, I probably, yeah. I know because I'm married to someone in anyway. musical theater. Yeah, yeah. Oh, in yeah. that case, no. Then you and I grew up differently. Sarah's more critical than <laughs> okay. I am. Okay. So, um, uh, so now you leave the, the band life. You, you you make a living as a musician, but just uh, around town. Yeah, like I quit playing saxophone, and I'd, I just happened to 
start picking it up again when we were touring with Mokshaw, they started wanting me to kind of play sax a little bit. They're like, listen, um, our songs are going on forever. We need a new yeah. instrument. Well, no, honestly, it was it was great for me because I stood <laughs> the around a lot. getting really tired. <laughs> no, man, I mean, in a seven-minute song with, with, you know, a couple verses and a chorus, like, I... I Played a lot of fucking tambourine. <laughs> Wasn't the real reason that you <laughs> guys were doing yo-yo that? and crochet? You guys yeah. were trying to do that careless whisper cover. That's the real reason. <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> that they, they're like, hey, we got one song we really got to start covering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's careless whisper. No, we need I was hoping you guys would do a little uh, Baker Street by George Rafferty. Oh, that's a good even, one too. I don't even know that song. Oh that man, so yeah. Foo Fighters did a cover where they used the uh, guitar instead of the sax on Rather the. Rather than uh, play it, we'll just imitate it. So, do you want to yeah. do the verse part and I'll do the sax riff, or do you want me to? Do uh, uh, the you do the first part, I can yeah. do the sax? Sure, ready? All right, here we go. You're crying, you're crying now. Oh, I do know that song. I love it because it was the most like acoustic sounding like regular like singer songwriter <laughs> folk guitar song mm-hmm. lyrically the voice the name yeah. George Rafferty everything about it was like super humdrum folk and he was like fuck it yeah. let's bring in some sax here we go out of this there was song. a phase in the 80s where there was a lot of like solo sax like Glenn Fry with the, yeah. the uh, you hit the nail on the head it's yeah. all it all stems <laughs> out of Miami Vice no, they, <laughs> it all comes out from the Miami Vice soundtrack Glenn yep. Fry that whole shit yep. Smuggler's Blues yeah. hey you know what this needs a little kick of sax yeah, yeah. a little bit of sax in it same Sacks with, it up same with turn the page Seeger's turn the page I oh yeah think, I laugh at the unnecessary dramatic sax on that and that's yeah. Raphael Ravenscroft my uh, favorite saxophone player. necessary uh, necessary saxophone nece- Matt. oh man is he related to the very Thurl necessary is he related to Thurl Ravenscroft? He is. He's his brother. Get out of here. Yes. Wow. Thurl Ravenscroft. The reason why Paul knows that is, a, is the voice of the Grinch. Uh, well, he's oh. a great voice. Oh, actually. Really? He's the voice yeah. of the Haunted Mansion. He's the yeah. voice of a billion things. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. When I was a, wow. a big stoner, Look we used to make fun of George. Wasn't he Tony the Tiger, too? Yes, or is that indeed. Guy? No, you got it. You no, got no. it. And uh, we would make fun of that being at a concert that, that whoever's playing saxophone on Rafferty's Baker Street would come out and make the audience just go and make uncontrollable sex fits. So they'd just, be, <laughs> they'd just be listening and jamming like, oh, this is very nice. Then, and also people just start tearing clothes <laughs> off each other and just sucking face. And then yeah. when the sax was over, they'd recover and get yeah. dressed and kind of keep the song. Like, or... what happened? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the sax riff would come back. And have, you just... that? have you knows. used that? Sam knows. I was going to say, have you been able to drive people mad into frenzies has, of sax sex? Ooh, he has a kid, know, Paul. You know. Yes. Yeah, that's a, I was playing At saxophone least when my child was conceived, it, actually. Yeah, yeah. It was really awkward. Like, the, the positions were that bizarre. Would be, that's like a whole new... The karma saxtra. Karma saxtra. really tricky. Oh, my God. Oh, that he, could literally be a book. You could like, yeah, from the director of Drill Team. Yeah. <laughs> hang on, hang on. You're about to get your spit valve cleaned. <laughs> spit valve is the worst. Ooh. That's the most. I don't think there's anything unsexier than spit valve. <laughs> Um, at, least, at, least, at least when I asked her to prom. So, damn it, a thorough read. swabbing after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. What makes you want? What made you get back in the studio and put out an album, especially a solo album? Um, I just have a compulsion to make stuff. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, and I just, I feel I've been in a lot of bands that that all are bands, so they're kind of democratic, and and you end up creating something that's the sum of everybody that's in the band. And I, I've always wanted to do something that was just, 
I what mean, you wanted. Yeah, exactly. Every every detail of it. Yeah. This album is very different sounding than than Moksha for sure. Yeah. And yeah. It, it definitely has its own unique sound. Would you? What would you describe your influences for this? Oh man, well, <laughs> too many. I mean, no, no. I mean, I have. Uh, I'm I, my favorite band in the world is. I hate to say it because it it uh, gets me into kind of it, it gets anybody into trouble when they give away their influence. But but Radiohead is my like sure. I, they will always be my favorite band, and, okay. and ever since I was 16 years old, I've and so I'm in heaven right now because they just came out with a new. I was gonna record say, did and, you pick up the new one yet? Oh yeah, I mean, I obsess. I've been obsessing over that record. I just watched that video again for uh, Burn Burn the Witch. Burn the Witch. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. It's it's claymation. Yeah. It's nuts. They're always they're on the a edge. fascinating creative band. One of the best concerts I've ever seen. Is oh yeah, 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 yeah. When did and you see them? I saw them. Uh, Nineteen seventy-eight. No, uh, I saw them. <laughs> they were just little children. They were playing at the playground at the time. <laughs> little Tom York. And Matt was just creeping. I was, just, I was, I was creeping. Yeah, I was yeah. the creep. He's I mean, the, you were a sperm back then. In Matt, like, what the right? hell are you like, doing here? Yeah. You don't Matt's, belong here. Matt's the guy who hit Tom York in the eye. Yeah. That's, oh. that's exactly what that's and, you kicked off the, a career. And the balls to kick yeah. in the singer. Uh-huh. Um, I saw them right after Kid A. Yeah, and awesome. amnesiac, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, right yeah. around there. And I saw them down in Trenton, an outdoor like lawn concert. That's wonderful. And they had a giant light board behind them, uh, and then that was when he was playing all kinds of weird instruments and stuff. And it was a really fascinating concert. It was really great. Yeah, and they played forever, and it was it was one of the best songs. And then at that time, I was fully downloaded into them. After Aphrodisiac, I kind of fell off the map with them. Uh, <laughs> Aphrodisiac. Yeah. <laughs> it's amnesiac, but that's awesome. Oh, I that's, said that, amnesiac that the first time. <laughs> aphrodisiac. <laughs> you Your mind is still on the drill team, man. Yeah, I think. Yeah. You were, you, you were, we know what you were using that album for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I was gonna say it was it was the greatest <laughs> concert for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was no sax solos in that. Uh, no, no, no. In your mind, one. though. Yeah, one. See, I, I really like the Benz, but the Benz won't get you laid. No. That, no, al- no, that no. album won't get that, you laid. That girl will make you break up with you and your oh, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her family. Yeah, yeah. And oh, quit her job. I'm out yep, of here. Yep. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> that is a great fucking album. That's, that's a wonderful that was album. My, that was my first Radiohead album. Yeah, that's still just, I can still just put that on any time. I'm just like, God damn it, this album. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. But it's not going to no, get you laid. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not going to get you laid. No, no. I think you play that after, like when you want her to go home. <laughs> Yeah. You yeah. finish up and you're like, let's put on some Radiohead. Yeah. And then she's like, you know, I'm going to go. Jesus. I'm going to go. What I regret fuck? all my life choices. I'm sorry. I even. <laughs> Bye. He, oh. Admittedly, he says there's no hope on that album. On on the band? Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. Like, he's like, it's a song where like, they wanted so badly to go the opposite way that they got so popular for Creep and he hated Creep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the, the bands came out and it was like, they said they wanted something so dark and so from from their from their gut but they wanted they purposely like took all hope out of their songs on yeah, that yeah. album yeah and i believe he, he had a, like a major writer's block and didn't know what the hell they were going to do and then that record just had a poured out of yeah. him and them yeah oh and fade out would just leave me on the fucking floor to yeah, this yeah. day That's uh, good stuff your songs are not that dark not that not no that. no I, yeah no um jacob we sent some songs we want to play give the audience a little taste yeah yeah Little uh, taste the Sam Lemos. Home. Sam, do you do you have a uh, do you have a preference on a on a song to play here? Do you want to talk about one? Uh, I've got uh, yeah. I've got Out of Order, Hemispheres, Drum, and we're looking we are for alone. a single here, Sam. What's yeah, a single? Red hot single. Here. Here. Columbia Records uh, here. Uh, yeah, Hemispheres. What, I just what's gonna give us radio play here? There you go. Yeah, try Hemispheres. All right, here comes Hemispheres.
in warm fragrant and brown and I have a script to read and I can't seem to put it down no as if her voice weren't the lovely sound I was preoccupied and I asked her to keep it down it comes a time to set a line through the overarch your mind Exercise ahead, something to see When the hemispheres are green Maybe wake the dead, it's hard to explain Fun with lovers on an alternate plane It seems insane Sam Lemos off the album Hone, samlemos.com. Right. Yeah, Sam, that's a uh, that's a nice nice little hit there. When you listen to that, does it do? What do you do? You just know how hard it was to make songs and stuff. Do all you do is hear <laughs> the stuff you hate? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I I uh, oh man, yeah, it was. Do, do it you was like difficult your, do you like record. your songs? Do you like listening to them? No, not not around people. I mean, it's awkward for me <laughs> yeah. to like sit here, like. You know, but I mean, that's part of it. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm happy with it. The way well, get used to it. Anytime I listen to your album, I'm just going to periscope you. Oh, okay. You watch me listen to your album. And you can just stare at me, really awkwardly. <laughs> like, oh. Direct eye contact. Yeah. Um, now a lot. There's a lot of orchestration on this album. A lot of instruments. What was it like to get the musicians hired? Go through that process. What was it like to kind of make this album? Um, I pretty much played everything myself. I, the only thing that I didn't play is um, drums on a few tracks, and then there's a there's a key there's an organ part that that uh, my buddy played, but I did it all. Oh, uh, stacking it myself, yeah, just oh. stacked it up, yeah, Dave Grohl style. So now you're playing this event on June 16th. 
Yeah, so then I, I did have to get together a band. It's going to be one hell of a show. show. He's just going to run from instrument just, to instrument. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which yeah. I've seen people do in concert, which is on paper amazing. And then in practice, <laughs> after a couple of songs, you're like, oh, is this going to happen every time? Yeah. You can go Reggie Watts with it. I got knee symbols. I just kind of fucking dick One man band. Clang clang, bing bang, clang clang. Clang clang, bing bang, clang. Yeah. What? That'd be bad. I'd hurt myself probably. Maybe a back injury like the first show. Concert. He played one half song and broke his arm. Sorry, Governor. I'll go back out. Best show I've seen all year. Oh, broke me arm, I have. Won't be sweeping me chimneys no more. <laughs> it was great, though. One of the one of the ambulance guys did 15 minutes of stand-up. <laughs> Just got up there and took the stage. I never realized how difficult it was to get on an airplane before. Yeah. Or clowns rush in and drop me off the gurney and, and do the whole routine. It's all ringling, yeah. like, wee, yeah. wee, wee. <laughs> have this totally weird meta concert where you injure yourself people come out to help you and the rescue people start to play the instruments start to do and a concert. that'd be kind of fun and then he's been the clown the whole time right wow. right yeah he's aren't the ambulance all, driver aren't we all just clowns the whole time though? Oh, yeah, wow. just everyone's mind explodes like, this is a different i'm a different person yeah. It's like a James Brown thing, but without fainting, like more like arm breaking or something. Yeah, yeah. A little bit different, yeah. but yeah. Cast comes flying off. I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, it's somebody with So it. then you, you got to hire musicians and then what, you just give them the CD or do you have to teach them to give them the tracks? Or, um, what's, it like, what's it like rehearsing people when you finally just, uh, when you've orchestrated everything yourself? Um, it, it's a matter of a lot of coordination, a lot of Dropbox passing stuff back and forth. A lot, I mean, I'm, I've made a lot of mixes, like for the bass player, I would give him a mix with the bass part really high in the mix. And, uh, mm. and you know, um, I, for the keyboardist in my band, I made a bunch of videos of me just playing the keyboard parts with the, the camera up above and tried to, I mean, it's crazy cause I'm not a keyboard player. And I, when I came up with these parts, I just had to, I came up with them did them and then never played them again <laughs> so, oh, wow. like even just making like the the demo videos or like i just had to relearn everything and, oh yeah you know, but uh but yeah so a lot of how and was then, it like the, the the logistics of dealing with the band after you did all this because you because i mean you talked about it, you you were in a band you were in that collective group and then how was it dealing with a band kind of as the boss and kind of saying you know, like i'm not no i want it this way <laughs> i want i want you to do it this way more like me yeah. Play it like I did. <laughs> well, I mean, at least I have I have something to refer to or whatever. But I just I I hired some really great, very professional music or brought them on. I mean, they're they're I'm I'm not paying them currently, so they are just like really. They just like, like I just I love them. You charm them. That's what's going on. <laughs> you know, Sam is a good looking fellow, by the way. Drill team, drill team. Um, but, uh, believe me, l- l- straight lady listeners will want him on your drill team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But anyways, they, they, <laughs> they're that's what's great about them is that they're they're passionate about the project and and uh, just wanting to do it and it's, I don't know it's just I feel so grateful and lucky and I don't know yeah yeah ho hum Derek Jeter we know we get it but the <laughs> truth is we talked about how how frustrating it is sometimes to be in just a full democracy of a full band and now yeah, you're yeah. going to accomplish like your vision and yeah. now hearing other people bring it to life at rehearsals and stuff and on June 16th you're going to hear your music live and it's your music I probably that's had some ap- different. I- I had some apprehension at first, but like, it's been exciting and fun and awesome. And yeah, it's, it's just worked out really well. Um, and the, the musicians are great and it's a whole different dimension of it. It's, it's, uh, you know, that that's, 
you record something and if all you have is the recording you really can get sick of it and and sort of just not want to hear it and you know whatever right. but if if you start to bring it to life in a different way with mm. a live band and stuff it's it's and uh, how much fun. of these songs continue to evolve for you so now that you're in rehearsal process and stuff how much of it's changing from what was on the some album? of them like a song like that that's more poppy is we're kind of sticking to what it sounds like on the record um but there's a song on the the album actually the title track on the album is just acoustic guitar and voice and we've expanded that to not only have the full band but i, I play a uh sax yes so, yes <laughs> there it is jamming going on that's man right to read between the lines sam that's all i'm asking <laughs> yeah, yeah no, how much more sax did you get in there we expanded some sax yeah for sure. so i'm just i'm gonna try to get a, a, a sex fit i think is what you call it that's that's what yeah, i want yeah, yeah. i mean if if that happens at my first show then that's oh, what people man. want then get that's ready uh, yeah. that's what people go to concerts my friend come yeah. ready <laughs> i'm ready for the sax fit <laughs> See the second Velveteen Rabbit, June sixteenth. Sax fit, pants optional. Sax fit pit. Especially because it's gonna be hot. It's gonna be hot on the back. You don't want pants. You may want to take your pants. You're gonna want yeah. shorts. Bring rippable clothes. Yeah. Rippable clothes. Rippable clothes. Yeah. All like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you could pre-cut your T-shirt too. Pre-cut too, shirts. Yeah. Pre-cut and pants and shirt. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. all in your Hulkamania underoos. They're ready to watch the concerts. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> as soon as that saxophone starts playing, I'm tearing the shirt off. <laughs> I want to thank I want to thank the vitamins on bass, the prayers on guitar, <laughs> and all the little Hulkamaniacs out there on the drums. <laughs> How great would it be to stand on stage and suddenly look out in the audience and see everybody just standing there in their Hulk Hogan underoos? That would be it'd be weird. I mean, I'd have to try to I try to try to maintain my focus. Uh, I think not dream come yeah. true is that's yeah. not what I'm hearing. Yeah. Not what I'm hearing. Yeah. Sam's answer not that great. No, I mean, it turns fine. out I have a quasi racist wrestling fan base. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> didn't expect that, but I'm I'm good with it. Yeah. All right. Um, Isn't it strange? We live in a time where people's like legacies are so drastically altered. Uh, uh, I or, mean, uh, just Cosby in general. Uh, yeah, so exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, all the guys that we were. Sub- we were told to idolize his children mm-hmm. are just uh, crumbling like sand. Well, Muhammad Ali actually seems like his reputation stayed pretty much intact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was. Uh, I well, mean, in fact, cause... he was almost more beloved after the fact than during. Looking back now on the news footage on him. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think oh, I... he was the most hated man in America for yeah. decades. Yeah. And I believe, in a contemporary way, if I were uh, uh, my age now in his prime, I mean, the way I fucking hated Tim Tebow. Right. I might have hated Muhammad Ali at the same time. I might have respected the draft. Thing, I'm so pretty. I'm so pretty. But there's so much of that part. I wouldn't bother me. I don't mind the uh, entertainer part at all. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, but there's so much great footage of him defending being a Muslim man. Oh yeah. Uh, and, Hardcore and political convictions. Unbelievable. I saw. I saw the other day. Um, he his star on the Walk of Fame. Yes. Is the only one that's not on the ground. It's up. It's up on a wall. Did you? Did, it's at the did you home. See? It's at the home of the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame on the wall because Muhammad he, Ali did not want anyone walking on him. No. Oh, wow. No. They didn't want. He didn't want anyone walking on his prophet. Oh yeah. On, yeah, yeah. on the name Muhammad. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. I was, I was, and so I was like, fascinating. Yeah, and it's just like those things are admired now. At the time, would have been like, "Fuck you," yeah. <laughs> without a doubt. I'm not, you know, 
Well, no, uh, the PTI guys yesterday broke it down, I think, really well. They said, you know, from the time that he carried the torch at the uh, at the 93 Olympics, mm-hmm. like, that's when he clicked into the to the consciousness of, of America and, and was just a beloved figure at that point. And then the Parkinson's and being kind of trapped in his own body, yeah. he never had the opportunity like people like Jim Brown and, and, and those oh, people yeah, to, to say something like to say something insane later on in life. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. That Olympic moment was amazing. I remember that and just mm-hmm. I remember because at the time that's incredible yeah because at the time I remember not it wasn't the modern media so the modern media would have broke on Twitter or something before oh it, it was a it was a complete shock a complete surprise and it was a build up we don't know who's going to be coming out to grab who's going to be the final torchbearer we don't we don't know, know who's going to light who, the we flame know who's run up. we don't know who's going to carry from there to be and all of a sudden that expectation would be like who the fuck could it be and then all of a sudden it was Muhammad Ali yeah and everyone, he was no greater name because everyone knew him instantly. Yeah, worldwide. They showed him. We knew he was sick and out of the public eye. And you saw his face, and everyone was satisfied with the buildup oh, yeah. to that moment. That was unbelievable. And do you remember the crowd in the stadium? Yes. I mean, they lost their minds. Roared. Roared. Yeah. Like, like, oh. That was unbelievable. Yeah, I put on. I think I put on on Facebook. I, I I got to meet him one time. Did you? Very. I mean, it was a very brief meeting, and he was the kindest person. And, and I've, I've I've since then seen a uh, you know heard a lot of uh, athletes and celebrities yeah. talk about just what a kind and caring person he was and how uh, you know Kornheiser even said on on PTI he said you know I met I, you know I, I met Muhammad Ali I got to I got to speak with Muhammad Ali which is not a big deal at all because he would meet and speak to anyone at all and was caring and loving to everyone yeah. and he really was he was, he was just you know in the. 30 seconds that I got to that I got to meet him he was just kind and, and generous with his time and, and just wanted to say you know like yeah I, I said you know I'm, I'm a huge fan and this is great and he said you know thank you that's that's wonderful yeah and I not a bigger greater sports guy you know yeah. like I never saw any of his fights anywhere close to his prime or anything like that and I knew sure. exactly who he was oh and, yeah and, and the person he was as a fellow native Louisvillian oh yeah that's right that's my hometown that's I was born yeah. in Louisville as well uh, there's something in the water out there y'all Oh yeah? yeah, you're the Muhammad Ali of podcasts. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I uh, I still don't want to say it. <laughs> Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. He's from Louisville. I'm from Louisville. There's something in the water. Louisville makes people great. That was what you were saying. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that black girl no, from Louisville. No, no. You know what? You know what? Uh, no, she was not. Uh, She's some, from another fucking planet. Some woman was. Uh, no, I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you. Uh, what's great about I just I, listening to Ali the the stuff he had to say about uh, his war protest rings so true even today. Especially just, today. I mean, even more. This so is more more longer than Vietnam now. Right. Yeah. It, and and. And and because we don't draft, we put people through multiple uh, cycles in the military yes, tours. And it can be tours. argued that we're doing more collateral civilian damage than we ever have before. Yeah, and that was the main thing he was opposed to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's heartbreaking. It is. It's very tough. It's and yeah, absolutely, his words. One, his I mean, words one of his big speeches was, you know, to sum up, there are enough problems here. I want to, you know, I'm, I'm staying here. I'm working on, uh, you know, I want to work on my shit. Yeah, I don't need to go over and deal with somebody else's shit. 
And we have a lot of military listeners, and none of this is anti-military. We really oh, appreciate not it. At all. And, and us bring up the fact that like we've been at war longer than ever before. We 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 because we don't draft, we put people through multiple tours, so that because of that, there's a comfort with the war that we have that is unfair. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, not enough. Of, not enough of us uh, feel the toll that right. is the length of these these battles, and some people feel it uh, tremendously. So. Yeah. Uh, it's just a, what would I relate to more reading those words is that what, why don't we have a peace candidate? Why don't we have a we don't have an effective program for peace, an effective plan for it, and it's mm-hmm. it's disheartening. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, Sam. No, I'm hey. kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, he did have the sense to get the fuck out of Louisville though. Too, that's so true, and that's that's I mean that's, that's the I other got, secret. I think uh, there's a lot about that's you, what's in the water, up, Sam. <laughs> Something to make you leave. Yeah. I grew up in Napa, California. You grew up in Napa, California. Yeah. And that's oh, like what a shithole. Step <laughs> yeah, that's it's just uh, like I mean, I lived there till I was ten, so I'm I'm a, definitely a Las Vegan. Okay, uh, but uh, but yeah. Uh, so do you still have family back in Napa? Yeah, yeah, totally. All my grandmas and and all that business. Mm. Do you do you ever want to go back there? Yeah, you know, I was just there. I mean, uh, like to, to to live. Yeah. Um, no, maybe not Napa. Um, I love I love northern. I mean, I love like if I could choose a place in Cal- Northern California to live, it would be like Lake Tahoe or something. Mm-hmm. I'd want to be near Yosemite, and I love the redwoods and or the as Paul says Yosemite. Yosemite. Sure. Um, I do not say Yosemite. That's not true. That's that's not true. Oh, we we were joking about sax solos. What is your favorite sax solo? Like when you when you when you want to play. What's someone else's sax riff that you like the most? Um, when well, you're at a party and somebody hands you the saxophone. Oh my gosh, no! I, 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 I would say this is not my favorite sax riff, but harkening back to what we were talking about before, that what's the Glenn Fry song that has the saxophone in it? Um, uh, oh, uh, the heat is on. That was the first sax oh, lick yeah. I learned. Like that was like what me and all the other sax players would play back and forth to each other in sixth grade and all I that. I love the awkward yeah. classroom feeling of that trying to get pulled off in a class. I'm like, do 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 do. Nope. Do 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 do. That's exactly what it was. Terrible sounding saxophone. Because it's such a distinct lick. That's like, no, 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 Exactly. There's not a lot of like. Bending or, or, or dropping into that, right? No, no, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I like. I mean, I, I was I was very deep into jazz when I was a kid, so I love like John Coltrane and mm. all that business. I was gonna say, as someone who's a Bruce Springsteen the E Street Band fan, hold saying, on, let me finish. Let as me finish. soon as you let ask me, the question, let I was, me finish, I almost, Paul. Please, I, I almost told him. Point, I want to go right he's now. Just I baiting know, he's I just I baiting you. I know. Just baiting you. Talk about the big man. Go ahead. Take me to Asbury. I really did actually just want to finish my sentence. Most people who are remotely schooled in jazz or remotely schooled in saxophone <laughs> have Paul is very amused with himself. Have no respect for Clarence. For Clarence. No, no respect. Absolutely not. No, uh, no, he's there, he awesome. said it. I mean it's it's uh, absolutely not. No, I don't. I have so much respect for Bruce Springsteen. I mean, I'm, I don't like listen to a lot of Bruce Springsteen, but right. like, I think he's an absolute legend, and and he's amazing and changed music, and and right. he and he seems to be a very cool guy. I, Dude, you know. I agree with all that he said, especially the "don't listen to it" part. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean I have though. I've I've made an effort to listen to a lot of Br- I love like his first record. It, as it, it is an effort. Park. It yeah. takes a real Herculean effort <laughs> to sit down and try and 
process that shit at all. I get you. I get you. It's like you pick up on those CDs. It's like, what is this made of lead? God, my whole body is willing this to not Paul, happen. there's something in the water out there in I Jersey, tell, man. <laughs> oh, there's, there's something in the water in Jersey. And, and the EPA is trying to shut that shit down. Chris Christie is 30%, whatever that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the same shit that's in Flint. Believe me, all of Chris's early records are about getting the fuck out of Jersey. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that much right now. Um, you know, uh, and he, you know what I really liked that Bruce Springsteen did um, was that was it like Pete Seeger songs that he did or something? There's an album of like folk yeah, music yeah, they yeah. did, and I remember they did a documentary about it. Yes. Yeah, and they had the whole this whole big band. I was I watched that documentary several times. It was like a fascinating. Those are my were favorite concerts. And, is that yeah, yeah? You got all the best. A lot of those were actually from uh, uh, some half of the band was from Max Weinberg's band from oh, yeah. the Conan. Uh, from the Conan band that they took on the road with them, top uh, tier musicians. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. The best, the best session guys around. So, yeah. uh, uh, but that was a great, great concert. And, and hearing um, his respect for Pete Seeger, and then wanting to make folk rock like yeah. that journey to make his to make folk songs concert worthy created yeah. an amazing sound on those songs. And then he turned around and did that to his E Street songs, where he folked out. His E Street songs. So some of my favorite versions of Bruce's songs are on the Seeger Sessions albums, which I love a lot. Yeah. Um, no, and it's just and Clarence is more respected for the sound. He was a he was a big he, he crazy that... man, and he he wrenched a sound out of the sax that was uncommon. Yeah, and, and he, so... I think he influenced a lot of a um, lot of rock sax players. That sound is is yeah. Uh, yeah something that you'll find in rock. I mean, what is the There's a song of that he's on that I that's like in my brain ingrained it's that it's a christmas song that was on like home alone what is it oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean I, right. it's like i mean so like if anything can get into your head and get into the public consciousness in that way that there's something special about it even if you're not into it that's the way i always look at stuff like that so if something is legendary it's legendary for a right. reason you know now so. sam brought an instrument with him here today <laughs> and it's not a saxophone i should have just we, we didn't want people listening in their cars careen off the side of the road from exploding <laughs> genitals we know the power exploding of the genitals. We, the, we do not we, we're responsible <laughs> we're responsible podcasters we respect the power of the saxophone <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to do our last episode <laughs> yeah, all your listeners no more genitals we uh, don't want our genitals to explode either no. so do you want to play a little something for us here Sam sure. yeah. Sam is going to gather his guitar forth what is the tuning of your guitar it's open D. Open D. I was gonna, there goes the mic again. <laughs> that was your nickname in high school, oh, right? Oh, wide open D. <laughs> wide open D. Drill team. You wear assless chaps to one Halloween party. <laughs> <laughs> and you get a nickname. Kind of injustice. W-O-D's. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got HVM <laughs> Give it to WOD Well, <laughs> you were asking for it Wearing those asses chaps <laughs> Oh, jeez Drill Team Alright, this song is called Drill Team <laughs> and, uh... I lose track of what I'm saying Let's start again, guys. Literally lose I track. lose track of what I'm saying. 
each time you make a play. You insist that you're not playing. I find that hard to entertain. Shall I sit here and debate you? Choose the guys you'd like to face you. Must I grovel and fillet you? Do my level best to hate you. samlimos.com mm. grovel and fillet you grovel and fillet you yeah I told my wife to do that to me and uh, your genitals exploded I haven't been home in two days <laughs> <laughs> that was actually an improvisation it's called drill team and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> solid I, that's a number one sequel coming up on hot Vegas nights <laughs> uh, <laughs> coming out a lot more sex it's all sex on that album. <laughs> That reminds me of my buddy Pat and I. We want to do an all tambourine Neil Diamond cover band <laughs> yeah. Yeah. called Diamonds in the Rough. That would oh, that'd be <laughs> people, good. People would tell us we rock capella and we'd act offended and be like, no, we both play tambourine. <laughs> that was our bit on it. If you had like yeah. 10 tambourines, that'd be something. It would be. It would be. Oh, my God. Weird sound, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like all those tambourines? Uh, weird is one word for it. <laughs> well, if you could. I think another, door, uh, another word is just noise. Well, if you had them, I guess you can't really tune a tambourine to a certain... But I guess, I mean, maybe they have a certain pitch. Yeah, they do. So you could get a couple different pitched tambourines yeah. that would make a certain... Uh, a chord. That's harmony. it. <laughs> harmony or chord. That's what I'm looking for. Hmm. All right, let's try it. All right. <laughs> all right, I'm in. Uh, all right, Sam, because you, you, now that you're going to stick around and play music for us, you have to stick around, okay? Oh, I'll stick around. Sure, all right, yeah. great. Let's get into some scoop mail. Good. Good. But uh, June 16th, Message for you, Velveteen Rabbit, Las Vegas. Sam Lemos' debut with his new band. Where can people look for tickets for that? It's free. Well, guys, then you have no fucking excuse. <laughs> no. Are you, are you even putting out a bucket? No, no. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm selling my record. All right. So. I'm selling record. All right. And buy an album. There you go. <laughs> buy the goddamn album. Go support. It's a party. Buy a drink. You know, yeah. Support the venue. Velveteen Rabbit has good drinks, too. They do, yeah. Uh, we got one here from Max the Ginger Scoop. Hey, Matt, Paul, and Jacob, is the sweat house open? Because I have a sweat house, my first double blowjob story. You what? do not have to ask if the sweat house is open. This sweat house forum is a real can of bees. The sweat house <laughs> forum is doing all right. 
Some backstory. Being a military scoop and getting sent around the U.S. for training and with deployments, my girlfriend and I agreed to be uh, polyamorous. Our rules were just to tell the person before anything happened. She that rule right there seems like the hardest rule. Just like the heads up? The heads up rule. Of, I know other people in polyamorous relationships. I am not in one, just mm-hmm. to be clear. And... Uh, uh, and I, I know Sam and, and Luis aren't because I've hit on both of them. And um, <laughs> oh, they are. They're just not interested. Uh, oh. See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> there are times where I, when I was single, where you just didn't know whether or not you were going to blow the deal. You know what I mean? Like where it seemed like it, but then like, how do you stop and make that call? And then what if you jinx it? And then I have to go. I gotta let's, have the open relationship chat when I get home, and I still blew it. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? I think the it's going to happen call happens after it happened. It has to be right. Uh, it, if it, the, if it you get that call before it happens happening. again, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm probably gonna have sex with this person. Yeah, again, I did exactly. I did, I did. <laughs> and exactly. then, and then, basically, then you go like get like a cup of coffee that's somewhere, and and, you, and then you get to come home because yeah. <laughs> you're like I, it happened that fast. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> all right, go on, go on with the sweat house part. Uh, she casually dated some ladies while I was deployed, but that all dried up when I got back. She did mention that she was talking to a girl the who was in a relationship. When you got, how hideous are you to women <laughs> that her ladies dried up when you got back? They didn't even know him. They just oh. dried right up. Jesus. You turned my pussy into apricot trail mix. Oh! Oh. That is the worst thing you've ever said on this show. Oh. Apricot alone would have been terrible. You had to have trail mix. Well, that's because it's dried out. No, I know. I know why. It's all gnarled and hard to get at. I get that part. Alright, go on. So there I was, and I never thought it would happen to me. I came home tired on a Sunday, day seven of a 12-day work week, and there was a girl sitting up on a stool, hands and legs tied to the school stool. Jesus! My girlfriend was playing with her double scoops and licking and fingering her ice cream sandwich. Goodness oh, sakes. I like, I like the uh, good use of uh, ICS terminology here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, suddenly I was not tired. <laughs> <laughs> I took a seat on the bed and watched my girlfriend please the other lady. After a short while, I was invited to join and please the tied up woman. Now, here's the thing. If Paul Manley were this man, he would still be tired. Paul <laughs> <laughs> would be like, oh, I really I do have to work tomorrow, I'm but have gonna, fun. I'm going <laughs> to... I'll watch for a few more minutes, and I really... I need, to, I need to turn, turn off on the, the black light when you're done. I need to turn on this... <laughs> I need to turn on this UFO documentary and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta watch my ancient aliens. Oh, man. I've been watching so much of that stupid shit. <laughs> my off day's coming. It's just, it's just a marathon of dumb shit. Jeez. <laughs> stupid garbage. There's so many good shows that you don't watch. No, I don't watch this stupid. I don't watch any of it. I sleep on it, but but I do love falling asleep. This is stupid as shit. Yeah. And then I wake up. Oh, let me tell you what. Well, real quick, what happened? Yeah, this guy's making two blowjob stories. So whatever whatever you have here is much more important. Paul. I I have my phone, and I and when 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 Anne is uh, sleeping there with me, yeah. I can't watch the big TV. Right. So I have my phone and my headphones. I wake up in the middle of the night. Do you I just, earbuds or full phones? Earbuds. Earbuds. So I'm earbuds, and I just I, I find some goofy UFO thing <laughs> and hit play on the YouTube, yeah. and it just goes. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I fall asleep. That, that channel doesn't run out of content, No, it right? keeps hitting new shit. I stumbled. I woke up. <laughs> it's these crazy dudes 
uh, doing mad bong rips and watching Ancient Aliens. Oh, it was like a watcher video? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like a watch video where they're just getting high as fuck, eating terrible food. Was it in the green night vision? No, but the just a like, video of them crying. Like, they were all like clearly they had like a green back screen at the back of their yeah, couch yeah, yeah. or whatever, and it was all just like distorted big image of the the show. Okay, uh-huh. and it was just so. And I just remember waking up, and this guy's like, he's like, oh, you got to have your good food. I'm, I'm, I'm eating, eating this bagel that he got. Yeah. He had bagels and locks that he got brought in. <laughs> so this is like yeah. a morning wake. Yeah, and then, and he's like, and he's like, and he just hits this huge rip. And blah, 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 blah. and that uh, that the crazy aliens hair guy yeah. says something about and 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 uh, he's like, he's like something about the priesthood being direct in contact with anyway I don't, who fuck even knows but the, the guy was like oh I'm you know how I know how I'm so fucking high right now because I don't give a fuck what that guy just said. <laughs> <laughs> The dumbest show I've ever seen on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there it was, and I was like, "Oh, how many hits did it have?" That's what I'm curious. It wasn't that many. Oh, okay, (laughs) it wasn't that many. I was just saying, like, whatever my kids do, I'm sure they're they're gonna do whatever they're gonna do. I'm like, just don't, please don't rip bong hits on YouTube. (laughs) Please don't make videos of of you watching something else that people. I would actually probably yeah, the chat would first have to come about the ancient aliens. I think then ripping bong hits on YouTube second. Like, let's talk about what you're watching. It's uh, <laughs> two great tastes that don't go well together. No, it's all just want... a mess. Yeah, the paranoia. A... But plus yeah, I was bad. like, if you're already paranoid about aliens, then you're gonna get paranoid on weed. <laughs> it was strange, but anyway, back to the double blowjob story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweathouse forum continues. My girlfriend and I double teamed her, and after a while, my girlfriend suggested that they double team me. It was definitely one of the best experiences of my life, though I wasn't thinking clearly enough to remember to untie the other girl. After a while, the girl's boyfriend came by, and we separated with each other's partners. If any other male scoops are ever having sex with another guy having sex in the room at the same time... Oh, man. What kind of... Uh, we all need this advice. What's the lesson? <laughs> you are entering a competition oh. where you do not want to come in first. Ah. Interesting. I get it. In case any scoops are wondering, I came in last. Unfortunately, that's the only time that this sweathouse double blowjob experience happened. All the other threesomes, unfortunately, did not include other ladies, and we broke up. So in the meantime, while I'm looking for my that's next... That's a good guy. He, yeah. seems, he sounds like he's a straight guy who did threesomes with other guys to help his lady out. That, yeah. seems, that seems like a that's, a... that's a good supportive man right there. So in the meantime, I'm looking for my next polyamorous relationship. I'm fucking all three of your faces at the same time. Max, the ginger scoop. Man, it is hard enough to find a relationship as is... To go out there and try to find a polyamorous relationship seems super hard. And then on top of that, like it's not like you're trying to find like another bisexual person. Do you know what I mean? Right. No. There are so many different ways to do polyamory. So to like to find that this is like when I didn't realize when I was younger, like what being in, in a gay relationship was like. If you're two gay guys, like the the types of sex you want and that you, you, you're willing to do for a partner really reduce your ability to have a relationship. Well, that's just and it, it was so much more intricate than I'd realized. It, but it's balanced out by the fact that a man oh, they'll just fuck all is the time. horny all the time. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah there is no. that. Oh, don't get me wrong. I, <laughs> I, I did not think that I was lucky to be heterosexual in that sexual mm-hmm, regard. Mm-hmm. In society regard. But, sure. if you're, but if you're looking long-term compatibility, it's just as difficult as any heterosexual relationship. Oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Uh, but then trying to find someone who wants to do polyamory the way you want to do polyamory. And then how do you not? I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know if I'm arrogant enough 
to think that I won't fall for someone that's on the side of my polyamory deal. Which I'm sure someone who's polyamorous is going to write in and write me a whole fucking manifesto on yeah. this. Yeah, right. And the other thing is that, like, uh, and I think I've discussed this on the podcast, but the idea of thinking I'm going to get laid, mm. being shot down, mm. and then going home to my wife and kids. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So not only did you not succeed, but you did deceive. So you deceived and did not succeed. Right. No, but even if I'm not deceived, like say we're in an open oh, polyamorous yeah. relationship, I mean. Do you oh, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's still you come home with the dejected feeling. Of, uh, am I, I allowed to mope around my wife yeah. and kids? Do you know? Because I'm, I'm certainly moping. You yeah. know, I'm certainly going to be feeling worthless. And, I, you know, it was that I don't understand. That's the part. Maybe because I'm not. I think it's the guys I know who are successful in this type of relationships are just total alpha fuckhounds. Do you know what I mean? Like, sex is just sex, and then everything else is a separate category. Mm. So you're like, what happens if you don't succeed? He's like, don't succeed. He's like, whatever. Yeah, And I guess I'm probably too much of a, a sensitive, thin-skinned seeking validation as much as a seeking attention type of person to properly do it, I think. Are you playing the are you playing the bends when they come over? Is that I actually just I just have bends when they come over. <laughs> <laughs> I come up too fast from my pull. Body's all <laughs> twisted and <laughs> I, 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 fucking weird air bubbles all over my shit like we could fuck but I could go at any moment. <laughs> yeah. It's very high stakes. Life or yeah. death. Yeah. It's very high stakes. Yeah. Have you heard of AIDS Russian roulette parties? Yes. It's got to be an urban myth. Totally I think has so. to be. Totally has to be. But it's, it's enough that I've read articles I mean, about it recently. I mean, it's frightening, though. Frightening, yeah. yeah. They call them uh, bug chasers? Well, I, we talked about bug chasers on the show, but these parties are for, for like a key party, but knowing that one person in the room and no one knows who has HIV. Well, obviously one person knows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. Hopefully just, one person knows. It has to be a, a, an urban myth. That can't be real. I mean, I can see how it's not an urban myth in that it wasn't set up that way, but ended up being... HIV Russian roulette like in other words like you just have to have a party full of real thrill th- seekers man like well, that's like what I'm saying right so like junkies, I can imagine you know. leaving a party and then the next day getting like a phone call like did you know that Ted who went to the party is HIV positive and I'm right. like holy fuck we were playing AIDS Russian roulette I didn't know it right that's the thing is, is just the semantics of it alone make it an urban I think make it an urban myth yes because if you are arranging a party where one guy ha- or one person there has HIV yeah then already somebody else knows. Absolutely. Oh, right, right, right. Exactly. Right. Or if you're arranging a party and you have HIV, <laughs> I, I, I then like everybody's that. coming over like, oh, Matt, Matt's having this party. Welcome to my party, guys. <laughs> keys in the bowl, please. Everybody's keys in the bowl. <laughs> Derek, your keys are blue, right? Okay, everyone, keys in the bowl. <laughs> or maybe it's like bowl. a reverse uh, Russian roulette where everybody knows but one person. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> That'd be. That's, yeah. I think at that point it's just a felony. That's. I yeah. That's, yeah. That's total conspiracy yeah. to, to like murder someone. Yeah. <laughs> at that point it's just really, really nasty. Yeah. yeah. Just bad. Also, bad morally like, bad. What you were saying is more like a guy's like. My friend Derek's having a really hard time getting laid because of his HIV thing. I should just throw a sex party. <laughs> I should help him out. Oh, um. Although for some reason I can't think, picture a polyamorous relationship, but I can picture going to a sex party. Uh, but that maybe that's just me. Huh. I got a. I'll ask my wife. It's probably just me. Have yeah, a party for him. <laughs> have a party. I don't think she has any desire to do that to at all. To each their own. Have man. a party on his birthday and call it Hivy Birthdays. Hivy Birthdays. Jeez. 
Heavy birthdays to you. Oh, man. Someone's going to get it. Finish. Uh, that's no. it. All right. That's, that's how it, it ends. And that's it. It's a very. It's Blow out the candle. Blow out the candle. One candle. <laughs> All right. Did you have a physical scoop? Physical scoop, man. Oh, shit. Heavy birthdays. Heavy birthdays. To Wendy. <laughs> Dear Matt, Paul, and Jacob, I hope this letter finds you three deliciously deviant devils in good health. Please find and close the small gift for the three of you and one extra special gift for Johnny Australia. Oh, shit. Don't worry, I've spared you all the pain of sending uh, by sending no jerky and Vegemite this time. No Tim Tams as well, but maybe when I come to see the Bucket Show in person, I can use some as payment. Please do. Absolutely, yeah. you can. Please tip us in Tim Tams. The first gift for the three of you is an authentic kangaroo scrotum. Oh! Shut up! Oh! Wow! Let me smell, let me smell it. <laughs> it uh, is real. I'm sure a tanned, hairless scrotum is the one thing that you have always wished for. As these are authentic, there is one that is larger than the others. I will let the three of you decide who gets the larger of the nuts. I don't. I, boy. Uh, uh, so far, mine seems to be the same size as Paul. This is perfect. Jacob has. Do the I larger, have the big weight? What do you got? What do you got? Jacob what? has the larger nutsack. You got a yellow. What's your bead color? My bead color is red. Yeah, mine's pink, so I, yeah, I got the right one. Oh, perfect. Okay. We're good. If uh, my bead is red, do I have to go to a doctor? <laughs> that just means you're pregnant. If it lasts any time. If it lasts more than four hours. If, if, oh you, my if God. your nutsack bead turns red for more than four hours, a consult kangaroo the doctor. nutsack. Oh my gosh, and it's by the company called Samos. It's like Sam Lemos's like, uh, combined name. Well, they, they, they actually harvest those by playing saxophone and through a loudspeaker. Ah. <laughs> and all the kangaroos they do a little solo, and all the nut sacks explode. It's actually a very efficient process. <laughs> Easy pickings. Easy yeah. pickings. All you got to do is play a little six, then nuts pop right off. Boom, 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 like popcorn. Little minute work. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Uh, the second Thunder gift. down. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I can't get to sleep. <laughs> Dreaming of the ruse nut sex. <laughs> Gotta make them pop. The second gift is wholly and solely for our own Johnny Australia. Besides a lobotomy, what else does an Aussie need? But a reminder of what your accent should really sound like. With love and gratitude and a fortnight of fucking, Chocoholic Scoopophile, a.k.a. Wendy, a.k.a. Wendy's nuts. Ah, Wendy's nuts. Yes. What do we got on there? Oh, we Jacob? got a we have a bottle opener here that uh, that makes noise. Okay, let's turn that go. off. Let's see if we can let's see if we can hear a little of this. You'll be right, love. G'day, mate. Crikey! So every time you open a bottle, it just it, I don't believe that's Australian. It either. makes an Australian sound. Crikey! <laughs> it does. That seems like another American. To the microphone, Paul. Oh my god. She'll be right, love. She'll be right, love. She'll be right, love. G'day, mate. Sounds like he's taking a shit while you recorded that one. Yeah. G'day, mate. Uh... She'll be right, love. No, it's very similar to my uh, to my Adelaide Crows uh, bottle opener that it I already is. have that, that plays the fight song for the Adelaide Crows. We can't stop getting Australian talking bottle openers. <laughs> <laughs> it's three sayings, Paul. We heard them already. Yeah, we... four. It kind of sounds like if you walked in on your, your polyamorous lover with another guy that's Australian, he might go, good day, mate. Good day, mate. <laughs> She'll be right, love. <laughs> She'll be right, love. <laughs> She'll be right with you, love. I think he says didgeridoo. I think you say didgeridoo. Final thing he says is didgeridoo. Okay, so here's the back of it. Good day, mate. Get some amber fluid in your cake hoe with a little help from the yapping stubby opener. It's fair dinkum and dead 
and dead set to put a smile on your doll. She'll be right. Give it a burl. Beer o'clock will be bloody bonza. All right. The translation of that is, hi, friend. Get some beer in your mouth with a little help from the talking bottle opener. It's the genuine article and sure to put a smile on your face. Don't worry. Give it a try. Beer time will be really great. Okay. Thank you so much, Wendy. <laughs> Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Wendy's nuts. You want to do a little jock versus nerd? Would I? Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. Time for jock versus Explosion. Yeah. yeah. Sam's on it. I had to jump in there. Sam's on it. I tried to sing Explosion like Sam. Oh, uh, we got one here from uh, Scully Wall Scoop. Okay. Scully Wall Scoop. Uh, Sago Sweathouse Patrons. Uh, Joe James, a.k.a. Scully Wall Scoop here with a quick jock versus nerd question and an audio file for you to enjoy. Oh, yes. I didn't read this, so I didn't know about the audio file. Oh, boy. Uh, first, the audio file. This is something that my good friend, who I will call... Obelisk Kono, uh, oh jeez, Obelisk Konobi cooked up for the churn's <laughs> listening pleasure. Obelisk Kenobi. Yeah. All right. And this is an audio jock versus nerd. I don't think so. I think this is just a file. Just a file of another listener. I think you just downloaded a computer virus. I think. I think so. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, I see. Oh, our bank account's empty. Oh, look at that. No. That's unfortunate. Oh. All right. Take it away, Dipidos Jack. See you soon. <laughs> oh. No! <laughs> Fair enough. That's that's, a, that's is that the whole file? That's the whole file. It goes. We'll see you soon. Awkward I, I sound feel, explosion. I feel really weird that we had Dippin' Nuts Jack and the explosion moan on the same clip. It's a little strange. It feels. Did little you weird. see the adorable picture of Dippin' Dots with, with Bill, the, Nye? Bill Nye, the science guy? Yeah, I'm so happy for that kid. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's parenting done right. The amount of tweets we got from people at the Reason Rally, I was like, oh, I thought it was really nice. I don't, you know, like I consider such a satellite uh, interest to that core mm-hmm. people, you know? I mean, the amount of people that... It's wonderful, though. Yeah. It's, it's great really to be nice. connected to that. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to be more... We'll have to be, have to be more forward-thinking about being involved with those things if we... Uh, if, if, if we... We're definitely going to continue. That's it if we continue. So we'll just have to be more... <laughs> I don't know why. There's no if about it. We'll oh, there's an if. We'll have to be get ready to be more involved in those things. There's right. a big if. All right. If Jacob's to convert to being a Catholic. Yeah. Right. Jacob's conversion is happening as we speak. <laughs> yeah. Being baptized. Uh, I've been listening to ICS so long now that it's hard to believe that Dippin' Dots Jack may actually be old enough to visit the sweat house, much to Matt's <laughs> audio horror. <clears throat> oh, they called my audio horror. That's what that was all about. Yeah. Now that I've most certainly put Matt off of his game, on to the Jock versus Nerd question. Here we go. As we have the NBA, it, I got played like a fiddle. He did, you did. He nailed you. He had your number. As we have the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Final coming to an end, the sports void will be filled in no time by the CFL or Canadian Football League. Absolutely. For any scoops that follow college football or need some pigskin in their lives between the NFL season and flying their Pegasus, the uh, CFL can offer extremely entertaining excitement. And much like the NFL, the CFL has its own racist team name. The, the question is for Paul, but since Matt has claimed the CFL as his handicap, feel free to tackle this question together. Okay. Your challenge, gentlemen, tackle. is to spot the real racist yeah, but... team name off this list of CFL cities. Oh, boy. Oh, I do know this one, so go ahead, Paul. 
uh, BC Miso Hornies, <laughs> the Calgary Rednecks, the Edmonton Eskimos, the uh, uh, what is that? Skask- Saskatoon Coons, the Winnipeg Winos, the Hamilton BJ Boys, the Toronto Trumps, the Ottawa Red Blacks, or the Montreal Champingos Tabernacle Sacre Bleu Gorillus. Uh The Red Blacks are an actual team, so I'm going to go with that. Uh, you're looking for the team name that contains a racist slur, not the team that is named after a racist presidential hopeful. Uh, your answer is none other than last year's Grey Cup champions, the Edmonton Eskimos. Oh. Uh, not nearly as awful as that Washington team name in the NFL, but for all uh, uh, all intents and purposes, the outdated word that is no longer deemed acceptable by most people in the 21st century. Oh. For any CFL fans listening, yes. Any of it. <laughs> the Ottawa team is called the Red Blacks, but it is not considered racist. It's just a, a lame name. Oh, okay. It is considered a racist name to colors. The actual color red and black. <laughs> to to Crayola. Yeah. Crayola. Uh, bonus question for Paul. Name oh. the player that helped lead the Edmonton franchise to five straight Grey Cup victories. From, oh, I know the answer to this one. From 1978 to 1982. Uh, Wayne Gretzky? Uh, he follows along. By, this is CFL, Paul. It's football. Yeah, that, uh, yeah right. He was, he was, he was you know, multi-talented. Uh, Warren Gretzky. Warren Gretzky Moon. He says that if Paul gets this wrong, he must retire the Johnny Australia character from this day forward. Whoa, the stakes Steph, are high. Stakes. high, stakes. high stakes. So it was Warren Moon. It is Warren Moon. Okay, great. Yep. I thought we were talking hockey still. Nope. Uh, dad we weren't fact- talking hockey at all. I'm no. lost. Okay, go <laughs> Dad fact that Matt might enjoy. When I was six years old, my father took me to see Warren Moon play in Hamilton. Not knowing how detrimental it can be to one's health to cheer for the opposing team in Hamilton, I was loudly cheering for my favorite quarterback, using the phrase my older brother encouraged me to yell, Moonshine, Moonshine, Moonshine. <laughs> Needless to say, the Hamilton fans uh, found me funny and spared my six-year-old ass from a beating. Oh, my God. That is That's fucked terrible. up. That's terrible. That's terrible. What fun. an evil brother you had. <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, that is. Oh, man. That's something I would have done. I do enjoy that. Of course story. you would, Jake. <laughs> oh, my God. I just saw a funny picture on the that internet. That is some racism. It says Bernie 2016, and it's the fused head of Bert and Ernie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so together. <laughs> so together in a bloody oh, way. Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, how about them Democrats? The- what? You talking about the soccer team? No, I'm talking about the, the declaring that Hillary won everything oh, before uh, no everything's one cares. done. Yeah, I know no one cares. It doesn't matter. Well, it's always been about delegates. It's not unfair. I know. It's, yeah. I mean, it it's seems, unfair in terms of, you know, how they run it. It's it just weird. seems a little weird. Yeah. You know, it's just a, it's a weird process. So, like, the caucusing thing is such a weird thing. Yes. Especially in the modern era. Mm-hmm. But then also, as people who worked on Obama's campaign will tell you that caucusing helped them. You know, the sure. The thing that hurt... You know, Bernie is what helped Barack. You know, it's about organization on a very kind of weird grassroots level. And so when you are uh, on paper, if you're about to go in the race against Hillary Clinton, you actually probably are in support of caucusing where you have to stand in a fucking physical room to be counted. You know, yeah. right. you, you know, it's a, it's a way to give you a fighting chance in these smaller states and True. stuff. It's just it's just weird. It's a strange. But system. now in the modern era, like with the with the Internet and phones and everything else, like you, you you'd think people would want a more open 
easy access to the political system. Well, and it seems like the reason to have a caucus is to allow people to discuss things. And nowadays you could discuss things with every single oh. person on the planet instantaneously. So there's no reason to have a forum like that. Cause right. it exists everywhere. Good you know? point, Sam educated man over there. Um, yeah. quit staring at my caucus. Uh, no, you're the one who took your pants off. Um, that invite you to stare. <laughs> Cosplay is not consent, Matt. <laughs> That's right. Uh, now for the nerd question. Yeah. Matt, we'll stick to the team of Spot the Fake Reverse. And in honor of Jack uh, Jack versus Nerd audio clip that we gave you, this question will involve a famous Jack from the world of comics. Now from the following list, pick the comic book character that was not co-created by the legendary Jack Kirby. Okay. This is an easy one for me as I know all the works of Jack Kirby. Of course. Perfect. He, of course, famously created the uh, thing. The guy yeah. who fights crime. A lot of stuff. Uh, Captain America, the Fantastic Four, Daredevil, the Hulk, the X-Men, Black Panther, Deadpool, the Avengers, the Silver Surfer. Which of those was not created by Jack Kirby? Daredevil. Final answer. Daredevil is incorrect. Yeah, I knew it. I knew I was wrong. <laughs> uh, close. The answer is Deadpool. Yeah. When I heard the D, I thought you were going to get it. Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to give you partial credit for getting the first letter correct. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Matt uh, got half a point there. All right. Good. That means I can win on this next question. Yeah. Uh, Jack Kirby had a hand in creating all the other characters (laughs) along with uh, Stan Lee. Some may say that uh, Daredevil is not one of his, but he, oh, some people like Matt would say that's that's what you were saying right <laughs> yeah yes. you were just making your argument that, exactly. that daredevil was, was not obvious. his i'm yeah. part of the i'm part of the hands off jack kirby hashtag movement right now <laughs> which is uh get, get, get jack kirby off of daredevil oh boy uh he did have some input into the character's creation even though he didn't draw the first issue completely unrelated bonus question or tiebreaker should you need it points to matt it. or paul for who can name the novel my scoop name uh scola wall scoop comes from hint if Paul were a character in this novel, he'd be exposing his yarble through his ripped uh, knees eyes? Knees, knees and eyes? Uh, I, I don't gonna, fucking know. I'm going to go with Hemingway. That's my final guess. Uh, say it again. What's no, it's, it? it's a book, not an author. Yeah, oh, what's it? What's I was going to say the book Hemingway. What's, a, what's the name it's again? It's by a Sco- author. Wall Scoop. Scollywall. Scully I'm going to make a guess, oh, but I think I'm... The book is Scully Wobbles in Yamabalu. It's an Australian version of Hide and Seek. Oh, I wish. <laughs> Uh, it's like shoots and ladders. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess Hitchhiker's Guide, but I don't know if that's right. I know it. Do you? Oh, look at that. Clockwork Orange. It is Clockwork oh, Orange. Oh, look at that. Sam is in. Sam wins. Sam, Sam wins. Jock versus he wins Jock versus Nerd. And he might be the first guest, first guest to win Jock versus Nerd. Yeah, I, would I think say he might be. A fact. It definitely wasn't Pendulette. Um No. no. Sorry if this email went too long. Just had to make sure I threw in an apology, seeing as I'm Canadian. Doing in the old in and out uh, in your litso, your school teacher friend, Scully Wall Scoop. Thank you, Scully Wall Scoop. You mm-hmm. know, uh, we, 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 we tease our Australian listeners quite a bit on this show. And we have quite a bit of Australian listeners. We do. It's, it's our third most, it's our, our third largest representing country of our listenership. Yes. Huh? Um, the, uh, uh, I pissed off an Australian on, on Instagram the other day. You did? Uh, Rachel Bloom put up a pic uh, basically saying, like, I'm fucked. And it was a picture of a, of a, of a Scrabble uh, board. And her, her board said N-I-A-I-I-A. <laughs> and I wrote, I wrote, that's easy. That's how all Australians say no. <laughs> <laughs> and some Australian was like, uh, like, at Sweet Manity, I don't get it. And I was like, 
I wrote back, clearly. <laughs> and he wrote back, I'm Australian. And I don't understand what you just meant. And I wrote, obviously. <laughs> and he wrote, oh, so you're fucking me. I guess, I guess, I guess uh, I'm Australian. So we just ride around in kangaroos and, uh, and uh, throw boomerangs or whatever. And I wrote, now you're fucking with me, right? <laughs> <laughs> And he wrote, nice job. Nice. Good, 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 good. Well uh, played. Uh, I want to thank Penn Gillette for creating this motherfucking podcast. Yep. I also want to thank, uh, oh, who should we? <laughs> Sorry, someone changed their scoop name. And I just saw it. So uh, uh, what, what, what theme do we want here? Uh, Sam, pick a theme. Oh, uh, uh, pi- pirates. Oh, oh, pirates. Pirates. That's good. Uh, all right. I want to thank Donald Treasure Trump. Someone changed their name to Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, you see that? <laughs> That's pretty good. I'd like to thank Daryl Walk the Plank. <laughs> I was gonna say I want to thank Dusty Plank Henderson, <laughs> aka Mr. Brain Freeze. I'd like to thank Dave Gelhoff, the Starboard Bow. Uh, uh, I want to thank Elizabeth the White. Yes, she sails the seven seas. I'd like to thank Dave Slusher, the yard arm. I want to thank Elohim uh, uh, Gutierrez, she blows us. I'd like to thank David Slow Churn Scoop Conforte. I want to thank Emily Scoop <laughs> That's Emily. Just a pirate name. <laughs> Rup. I think I'm seasick. Rup. Oh. I'd like to thank David Farrar, away is land. I want to thank uh, Ursia. Let's eat the Katlovich because there's no other food on board. I'd like to thank David Jones Locker. <laughs> I want to thank Fiona Vincent's Locker. I'd like to thank David Martyr is a <laughs> cubby hole. I want to thank <laughs> freeze-dried scoop-me butthole because there aren't women for miles. <laughs> I'd like to thank David Sorensen from getting fucked in the butthole. <laughs> We've just got the butt pirates. Yeah. I want to thank Genevieve Harlan and all these fish to eat for us aboard this ship. I'd like to thank David Walker, kind of funny, from getting fucked in the butthole. <laughs> I want to thank Graham Spinnaker Whitaker. I'd like to thank Derek Doozier in the butthole. <laughs> if you want your own butthole, thank you. You can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash heyscoops. What get... people don't realize is that's the true meaning of the black spot. <laughs> Who else we got to thank, Jacob? I want to thank David Smith, <laughs> David uh, Villalon, uh, Dwayne Webb, Alyssa Christine, Finn Stephenson, Fred Bashara Jr., Frunkus, fuck that guy, Full Cream Scoop, Genevieve Harlan, uh, Jeff Hunt, Greg Richton, Greg Scoopatron, Careless, Griffin Menke, Hardcore Cirque fans, and I can't say that out loud. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I like people changing their names. Yeah. Fuck that guy? Someone change their name yeah. to fuck that guy? <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> That's good. We're getting That's, some good shit. I like that. I like Scoops that. If you want to participate in the credits, you can go to patreon.com slash heyscoops. We did uh, We did hit, because of another Jock versus Nerd Day, our third Jock versus Nerd Day, which is we're going to uh, do another multi-episode month this month, thanks to uh, Christine Elsesser, who will be hanging out with us in yes. July. Sweet. So uh, we have a big Jock versus Nerd uh, event coming up. And then uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be doing Jock versus Nerd Day right here in the churn with Graham, who's coming to town. In beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Of Hot Vegas Nights, <laughs> the follow-up album by Sam Lemos. They're so <laughs> high. <laughs>
HVN. Got that HVN. All right. I want to thank our visual mafia, our audio mafia, all the people on our social media. You can go to HayScoops.com or find us at HayScoops anywhere on mm-hmm. social media platforms everywhere. We want to thank you so much for uh, participating with us. Keep the conversation going seven days a week. Uh, and also, if you have a chance, we're in the final week. June 12th is when the voting ends, so we're in the final. We're in the home stretch of the Podcast Awards. So go to podcastawards.com. All you got to do, it takes two seconds. Just enter your name and your email address. Click submit. Vote for us for best comedy in the comedy category, and you just have to check your email and verify your vote. Again, it just takes less than a minute. It's super fast. The email sends out super fast. And uh, it'll help us win a big old award. We really would love that. You guys have been doing a great job of promoting that. Thank you so much for listening and for Patreoning and And all that you do. And even posting about the votes and stuff. People are making artwork. I mean, Michael Elteroth has been on fire. Yeah, Uh, so good. People have been making up their own fun posts. When you make the idea to get votes fun... So even if people aren't that motivated about the voting, but at least they can laugh, we really appreciate that. Oh, and shout out to the crazy memingleys that happened uh, this Holy week. Holy fuck. <laughs> that was a crazy day. Yeah. That day, like, so the podcast award voting was happening. Uh, what else? There was like three things. It was like really crazy. It was nuts. We had an episode out, and then all of a sudden someone started, uh, Matt, actually, I think Matt Spalding's Y credit, mm-hmm. uh, Ace of Knaves on Twitter started yeah. making Paul Mattingly memes that were just amazing, really making me laugh all day. And I couldn't stop going to our Twitter account and seeing like 20 plus notifications like all it day. It was yeah. insane. It was totally Thanks, insane. everybody. And thanks. We post a lot of those <laughs> on uh, Facebook.com slash mm-hmm. as well. Once again, I want to thank Sam Lemos, who's actually sticking around and doing some bonus songs with us. But go ahead and see Sam Lemos at the Velveteen Rabbit June 16th and see his uh, band play live. They're playing the album Home, which is amazing album out by Sam, available at samlimos.com. Take it away, Dippin' Nuts Jack! We'll see you soon! Ice Cream Social Ice Cream Social That was the Ice Cream Social Always thanks to Annie, Annie who coordinates all of our Patreon stuff. Mm-hmm. Big thanks to her. The only reason we get anything done, Annie. Yep. Much appreciated. And speaking of Annie, the uh, spreadsheet that she sent me for today says that we have some limericks and haikus to do. Oh, boy. All right. So it's time for those drums. No, them drums, though. Oh, it's like a kangaroo nutsack. <laughs> right in your ear. Bobby Petkus would like a limerick about making heart surgery funny dedicated to my shitty aorta. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the condition of my heart is not mint. Uh, I think my veins are all bent. I'm going in today. Don't know how long I'll stay, but I'm sure I'll be in for a stint. Oh! Ah! Baby's got the stand. Yeah! <laughs> and David Walker would like a limerick about my futile search for finding a park to read in. A Man just wants to, to find a park to read in. He just wants to go sit in a nice park, read a book. Oh, a park. I a part. I heard part. Mm. Oh. And I was park. like an actor looking for a park to read? Okay. A park, looking for a park to read in. Looking for a futile search for a park to read in. Reading books always keeps me smiling. Sitting on a bench with my book, I am styling. But when I go out, I just scream and shout because I read in shit because I live in Staten Island. Oh, oh boom. Talking. Shots fired. Shots fired. 
Shots fired at Staten Island uh, Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Heads up. We're coming for you. Gloves are, gloves are off, Staten gloves Island PNR. Staten. We've got one from Brian Scoop Pralines and Dick White. <laughs> he got certified. I've seen that certificate. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to hear a haiku about the Pinball Museum dedicated to Brendan Winters and Shelley Harwood. Pull the plunger back. <laughs> Watch the silver ball fly free. Cradle the ball now. And Chris Scoop to Malou Sheffield would like a haiku about being gluten free dedicated to my digestive tract. GI is done. Why did I eat all that toast? <laughs> toast is too damn good. Is that the background? Of, is that it for limericks? That's it for limericks. Oh, good. I was filling in with who, what, when, where, why. That's what I was singing in the background. Who, oh. what, <laughs> when, where, why, why. Meta. Uh, we got some songs to do here. And All we have right. a guitar player in the house. Sam Lemos on the guitar. Here we go. Playing. Oh. All right, it's out of tune. It's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. It's perfect. Brian, Scoop Pralians and Dick White would like a song about the upcoming Star Trek series dedicated to Aaron White. Okay. Well, the Abrams verse is finally going to be incorporated into the television situation. Oh, yeah. So now you have no choice but to watch it one time only the premiere, then you're gonna have to use a PlayStation to see the rest. Oh yes, CBS, you're not the best. You're being very keen and cunning with this ploy. <laughs> How dare you extort us for more money just to watch the further adventures of Spock's Bone and McCoy. And Kirk, oh boy, Star Trek could be a wreck. Star Trek, it could be a wreck. Chris Scoop nice. to Malou Sheffield would like a song about the trials and tribulations of Tinder, dedicated to everyone trying to get a one-way ticket to Pound Town. <laughs> <laughs> I 
swiped to the left so many times I can't feel anymore. <laughs> I've been swiped to the left so many times I can't feel. I've been swiped to the left so many times now my heart's on the floor. And I don't think I have any lasting appeal. Won't somebody swipe me to the right at least one time so I can get fucked tonight? Fucked tonight. Swipe right. Won't one person just swipe me to the right? It would be so damn polite if I could just get fucked tonight, tonight, tonight. Uh, no, swipe left. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> David slow sh- slow churn scoop. I can't talk today. <laughs> slow churn <laughs> scoop. <laughs> would like a song about David slosh through this word. <laughs> you would like a song about why visiting strip clubs obsessively may not be the same thing as having a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> this song's going out to '80s Jeff. Dedicated to Chris. <laughs> Oh yeah, she's a pussy salesman. She's not my girlfriend. She sell pussy that her profession. She sure as fuck not my girlfriend. She act like my girlfriend for 20 minutes at a time. But she's not my girlfriend. As soon as I run out of my dime, she a pussy salesman. She's not my girlfriend. Oh no <laughs> She's a pussy salesman <laughs> That pussy she's pushing But she's not my girlfriend Oh no And finally David Walker That's verb still on <laughs> Finally David Walker who would like a song about, uh, All about a what little is piece happening of to I don't you right know. now. I just cannot talk. Did you get like a weird like charms lollipop or no, something? No, I'm just you drunk. Got like that big, big, big saliva gurgling going He's got on. That HVM, I'm just, I'm just man. very drunk. It's, a, it's a, too much, too much Vegas nights. Too much hot <laughs> Vegas <laughs> nights. Hey, you can't have too much. Uh, we want to talk about uh, a little piece of Jacob that dies every time Paul drives a bit into the ground. <laughs> then he would be dead. <laughs> I can think of only one person to sing this song. <laughs> I hate everybody. <laughs> There's no telling how far I'll take the joke until Jacob has to choke. I'll make it last longer than it ever should. I'll keep doing the thing even though it's no longer good. <laughs> Let's beat this into the ground. Let's see how deep it goes while Jacob cries and puts up his nose too bad there Jacob you're gonna get an earful now lots of Johnny Australia some way somehow you will never escape the bits that I refuse to let die too bad Jacob you gotta suffer Johnny Australia loves you, Jacob. Come back to bed. 
Back to that. Everything works better up your ass. <laughs> That's a good drop. <laughs> and I don't disagree. <laughs> Thank you, Scoops. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Yay. <laughs> oh, thanks to Sam. Thank you guys so Hell much for yeah. having me. Like, really, like a dream come true because I love this podcast. Dude, so much, so. thank you so was... much for sticking with us for this for the music. So great, absolutely. The mics are off. Sam, you can stop kissing our ass. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs>